It's us, it's a hot take, and we're, we're back. back for our penultimate episode ever. Yeah. That's pretty big. It's pretty major. Second to last one. Second to last one. So, if you haven't subscribed yet, <laughs> you better get on you that. Better get on that you better quickly. get on that. <laughs> I mean, they will be accessible, like, post yeah. hot take, right? Yeah, for sure. Okay. Yeah, for sure. Good. Good that we're checking that out. Yeah. Well, welcome to our broadcast today. Um, it's a rainy day here in St. John. Rainy day. Let's include last episode. Let's start including a weather report. Okay, yeah, <laughs> because you know we started our, our our program with that at the beginning of the broadcast yes. um, when we didn't know what to talk about. Yeah, and I think it's a full circle moment because today we don't know what to talk about. Well, it's just been it's 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 a time of of stress of of busyness of transition of transition. We are both moving very, very soon. Across the country. Yes. And we do have a special guest that's going to join us later. Yes. So wait for that. I hope I didn't promise something that won't come true, but we'll I see. I think it'll come true. We'll see. We think it'll come true. We wished upon a star. Yes. Maybe it'll happen. Um, well, I want to talk about something that I'm holding in my hands right now. I'm also holding that in my hands We've right now. We've talked a little bit about it before it's been released, but now it's finally here. And it's absolutely gorgeous. Yes, this is Distortion, independent, creative community by Local 107.3 FM. Yes. The very people you're listening to right now. So it's the very first edition of Distortion, the zine that Local 107.3 has started. And it's full of different um, advertisements for events going on around the city, creative essays, articles, creative work. And a million other things about music and other types of media, like books. And it's amazing. It's so, and it's like gorgeous. It's beautiful. It's, um, it's big. It is big. It's, it's like, big. A, it's like a, an actual magazine like size, actual which magazine is shocking size, me. Which it surprised me also, but it looks so good at this size. I know. So, so tell I me d- what's in here by you, Liam. Oh, you'll have to read to find out. Really? I don't give spoilers. You don't you won't even Mm-mm. say the title. I will not. I suppose the title is The kind title of is the, the piece. article. The title is the article, so, yeah. So but I, I do have something written in there. Do you know where people can get these? They can come to local one oh seven point three. Okay. Here on campus. Okay. Just famously in the Clock Tower building. And I do know for a fact that they will be available at uh, the Foglet Book Festival at the end of September. Yes. So mark your calendars for September 30, no, September 29th. That's a Saturday. Come to the Market Square Atrium, 2 to 4. Yes. They will be available there. And I know this for a fact, but you can definitely get them earlier. You can certainly get them earlier, and you can certainly, I'm sure, message Julia or Glenn at the radio station and get your hands on a copy. Or you can even message me, and I would do my very best to transport you a copy. Sure, message me too. Yeah. I, I, I just want everybody to be able to I hold I want everyone this. to have this. It's, it's so beautiful. beautiful. It's, it's perfect. It looks like uh, Linda Evangelista. She's a model. model. Rachel, tell me what you wrote in here. So I actually don't care about giving spoilers because my titles are a little bit less um, self-explanatory. Not that that kind of title isn't, that's how to do it. That's how to do an article. You know what? (laughs) So my first piece that I wrote for this is um, called Pennywise and Patriarchy. Ooh. And all tea, all shade. Wow. And that's all I'm going to say about that. That's exciting. And that's a creative essay. It's, it's the longest subtweet I've ever read. Yeah, it is the <laughs> longest subtweet 
anyone's ever read. And it's my, one of my favorite things I've ever written. I wrote, I began it at 2 a.m. Um, close to finishing Stephen King's It. It's a, it's a beautiful piece. Thank you very I much. I love it. Thank you. Much. And the second uh, piece I have in here is a poem, and it's called After Sonnet 29. And it's a little bit of a subtweet as well, not as long, though. Okay. But isn't all poetry a subtweet? Isn't all poetry a subtweet? That's what William Shakespeare said in Sonnet yes, 23, famously, actually. Famously, yeah. yeah. That's how he ended it. That was the last line. <laughs> all poetry is a subtweet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, those are my pieces that are in here, and I'm really proud of them. And there are also, alongside those and yours, which I also really, really like, are some incredible pieces written by yeah. lots of different people in and the we also have and um, part of local one of seven friend of the show jessica raven is in yes. here Very yes exciting um seeing if we have any more friends of the show here i mean i suppose everyone's a friend of the everyone's show everyone's a friend of the show really um yeah well just just get it just get, get on it. it pick it up get on it take it home with you read it Rachel, Love it. what have you been uh, reading, watching, listening to? Living? Okay, so oh, um, she's ready. I really, I haven't been watching too much. Yeah, Again, we fair. talked about this. Um, my life is reruns of CSI Miami, and do you know what? I'm I'm living my best me. That's the way to be. So <laughs> I'm happy about that. But actually, I did some Canadian lit reading um, over the weekend and like currently so i read the birth house by amy mckay and i read i'm reading the virgin cure by amy mckay so the birth house is actually set in nova scotia um in the early 20th century and it's about a community that's kind of struggling with like war influenza um and like smaller issues about this idea of like te- new technology especially around like childbirth and women's bodies and how that's sort of being changed and the kind of the really arcane ideas that men and male physicians had about women's health and um childbirth so it's really 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 interesting and it has a lot to do with like midwifing culture um and yeah, it's just a really thoughtful book. That's one of the only cultures we haven't explored on this show. I yes, think. midwifing. Midwife culture. Well, I literally, it was like a book that I literally like stopped and was like, do I want a midwife? Do I want to be a I midwife? Mean, I don't. It's an option. But it is an option. Mm-hmm. We all need to remember. Yeah. You can always be a midwife. So anyway, that was very good. And The Virgin Cure is a neo-Victorian novel set in, in uh, 19th century New York. Wow. And um, it's very, very good. Amy McKay's novels are famously always fantastic. She lives in or near Nova Scotia. I'm not sure if she's Canadian herself, but she's definitely a very, very good author. So Listen, would recommend. That's beautiful. Yes. That's beautiful. What about you, Liam? I have something I want to talk about today. Okay. Are you familiar with um, the, the, the Freaky Friday-esque culture um, yes i would say franchise but it's not a franchise i just keep I remaking have seen, it uh, well i have seen the like og i don't even even know if it's the original version but the Lindsay lohan right yeah that's a remake okay yeah. well i've seen so, that i think it was a book first then it was a movie then it was the Lindsay lohan one then it was a musical now it's a disney channel original movie based on the musical wow. which is based on i think a musical the book Okay. Anyway. Wow, it, this is a web. This is a family tree. It's big. It's, it's um, you know, I don't know why they choose to keep remaking Freaky Friday out of all the things in the world. Mm-hmm. But 
hey, there's been more Freaky Friday in the past 10 years than Spider-Man. So yeah. let's yeah, let's think about that. Let's think let's about that. that. Wow. <laughs> yes. Um, but anyway, that this Disney Channel original movie premiered on Friday, maybe? I don't know. Okay. I watched it. You did? I watched it. And it is so much fun. <laughs> Yeah. And I highly recommend that everybody goes to their local Disney channel Mm -hmm. and watch. Awesome. Yes. Um, My favorite is the musical number where um, the old woman trapped in the young girl's body sings about falling in love with a teenager. Oh, we love that. Yes. It's supposed to be taken seriously, but it's very, it's It's very, uh, it's kind of, it's weird to think about. Yeah. She should be more freaked out by that i think freaky friday freaky friday come on out. keep on the brand mm-hmm. keep on the brand keep um, to the title i actually have something else i want to talk about yeah. speaking of freaky <laughs> so on saturday night i actually watched the very first uh iron man movie with robert Downey jr <gasps> oh and i i don't know what year that came out wow but it wasn't like it was like i remember when it came out i was yeah. like a not a full person oh, but you do. know sort of a conscious person and that movie is so problematic is it? It is so problematic. Tell me why. Like, I don't really know, like, the canon of Tony Stark, but, like... Does anyone? I don't really... Like, the breathtaking... Friend of the show, Jessica Raven. Friend does. of the show, Jessica Raven does. <laughs> but, like, the breathtaking misogyny and, like, outright, like, verbal assault. But you're supposed to laugh at it because it's, it's Robert Downey Jr. I'm literally <laughs> sitting there, like, nauseated. Like, actively, like... There's that part where, like, the very attractive uh, reporter has come up to interview him at the beginning, and he's like, I just want to have sex with you. Like, that's his, like, whole thing. And so he, like, totally undercuts her, and she's like, your problem. And he's like, how about... And it's so... It's so gross. It's all gross. It's so... I don't understand what Pepper Potts is doing. I would be gone. Listen, he's a gross character. And then... But then, the, the interaction between Pepper and the other women is also really problematic because... They're undercutting each other, and it's just like it's an ugly film. Uh, all of the Marvel movies are, though, in some way. All the superhero. I think you're right. Are. It's just like I don't think that that's the kind of thing that, if that movie was made today, that those like uh, explicit kinds of jokes would be. I'm not sure you're right because we have a movie coming out in two months starring Johnny Depp, the major franchise. Yeah, so, but what about it is, like, explicitly inappropriate in the script? Like, yes, I know he's problematic. We'll find out. But I just, like, the outright, like, jokes about, like, sexual assault and, like, inappropriate treatment of women in professional environments, like, in in a movie script that's supposed to be funny and, like, marketed to people, like, I don't really, it's not something that I clock, I don't know, it was very, very jarring. To see in a movie that, you know, isn't 10 years old. Yeah, I, I um, famously watch a Marvel movie and forget about it almost immediately because of yeah. all the well, exact same. Yeah, well, me too. Um, and I, I saw that movie and, like, I don't rem- like I don't remember finding it problematic until watching yeah. it just now. That's interesting. Yeah. Wow. So. I will have to uh, rewatch that one. I mean. Or not. You don't, <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to. Like, yes, I think, I think obviously there's, like, vain, like, Hollywood and franchises are focused on money and they're rife with problems as far as the people that they choose to hire. But I just don't know if the kind of things that they're catering to in their scripts and in their production um, 
are are the same. And I think, but like, yet that still exists. Now, I've never seen a Transformers movie, but I feel like they're probably similar. Yes, I agree. Yeah. Not in the sense that like that you've got like this really flashy, confident character being a terrible human being, but yeah. you've got people like if you're thinking of like the ones like with Shia LaBeouf and Megan Fox, there's, there's a like, lot. Yeah. yeah, the dynamics are very, very similar. Yeah, they're like here you can wear this shirt, this tight, tiny little shirt and shorts and suffer basically. <laughs> and they're making a million of those. And Michael making, Bay is making. Yeah. He, he books. But like, yeah, he does book, but. Yeah, I just don't know. I don't know. I think yep, it's still problematic, either. but I guess the politics of that were so jarring because it's like this movie isn't quite 10 years old, or if it is, right. um, it looks like something. Like, even I think of, like, have you ever seen the movie Bring It On? Uh, no, but I'm familiar with it. Those movies, that kind of, like, culture of, like, mean girls and teen movies that came out in the early, early 2000s that were super... Um, problematic in like they made like homophobic jokes Mm -hmm. and stuff like that and like the movies that we have now um like no one's no one's saying you're so gay Mm -hmm. in like a derogatory because like but they exist that happen and like even things like american pie which are like actual like tripe still like mainstream franchises that market on this kind of humor that's like abusive yeah, but do you know anyway. what? I, I wouldn't. I guess I'm saying I wouldn't be shocked if Marvel came out with another no, movie. No, I think you're right. That had that level mm-hmm. of sexism and um, bad things. Bad things. Yeah. Bad no, things. I think you're right. I think you're right. It's just I don't know. I, I was like, what is to love about this person? That's like. I don't understand the love of Iron Man either. Literally, so many of my closest friends adore Iron Man. Yeah. I love my closest friends. I do not love Iron Man. (laughs) No, no. I just think, yeah, and it just, it's like nauseating. It really is. It made me, like, rethink everything I've seen since the first Iron Man. Like, that, and I mean, you should always be thinking about the films you watch, even Mm -hmm. if they're, like, the most mainstream um, like shut your brain off escapism sort especially of thing. if they are especially if they are um, but like I just it just made me rethink like why why are we even spending time on this yeah but you know I know why yeah yeah so anyway Johnny okay. Depp's a whole nother yeah it's a whole other thing a whole other green slimy gross mess so what else is new well that <laughs> that was um that was a part of my my weekend. Okay. Uh, and it was I needed I needed to cleanse from that. I'm reading a book. Oh, are you? I Tell am me. reading a book. Um, now you might not have heard of it. It's very indie. Um, it's called Fangirl by Rainbow Rowell. Oh yes, I've read that book. Yeah, no one's heard of it though. It's, mm-hmm. <laughs> it came out. Um, yes. Well, we're English majors, so we read a lot of obscure texts. So no, yeah, yeah, we don't read anything in the mainstream. Yeah. Um, so how are you finding? No, it? I'm reading. I'm reading Fangirl seven years later, mm-hmm. and um, it's uh, it's delightful. Yes, have yeah. you read it before? No, this is my first okay. time. My first I actually time. don't like it that much. Oh, interesting. I find, and this, I mean, I read it when it first came, like, mm-hmm. years ago, but I found it to be playing off a lot of um, nerd girl stereotypes. Right. And I just, I don't know, I didn't connect with it. So far, I agree with you, but also, I find all the stereotypes true. I agree. I think, I just think it's, I don't know if I was that interested by it but also I read Eleanor and Park by yeah I love that one and that book like changed my life wow so I was expecting to come into 
um, fangirl with the same kind of like pizzazz and I didn't and there's also a book by her that oh I'm not even going to be able to remember now but it's one of her early adult novels that's like I was laughing out loud so fangirl didn't really hit me in the same way and the same with um, Landline is another novel of hers that I just didn't connect with. So right. for me, it's very hit and miss. But I'm really excited you're enjoying it. Yeah, I mean, like, I'm only 60 pages in, so we'll see what happens. Yeah. Um, but no, I'm enjoying it so far. But like you, I loved Eleanor and Park. Yeah. And I think that might be why I didn't read this right away, because it was just so good. I didn't Eleanor and Park, I've read a couple of her. times. It's, it's, it's a life changer, that's for sure. It's a big one. Yeah. It's a big one. There was a, there was a time before and after Eleanor and Park. I actually don't remember much uh, about Eleanor and Park, if I'm being totally honest. It's been a while. I mean, But yeah. I remember it being, like, super cute. It's really cute. It's, it means a lot to me as a book. Oh. I haven't read it in a long time either, but, yeah, it's a good one. Wow. Yeah. I love that. So we are continuing on our Sharp Objects journey. Our Sharp Objects journey continues, and, oh, does it ever continue? Does it ever continue? So spoilers about to come for episode five. Yeah. No, no, episode six. Episode six. Yeah, episode, episode six, six. We just, just saw aired. seven airs. Sunday. Yeah, seven yeah. airs on Sunday. Um, wow. Wow. Yeah, we love this show. Um, I think that watching Patricia Clarkson and Amy Adams talk shade towards each other yeah. is very fun. I think that um, our future guest got up and then I think left the studio. <laughs> anyway. Uh, <laughs> um and um yeah i just love it i'm excited to see how like things are really starting to happen now like yeah i think um i okay it just seems like it's been such a slow burn yeah which i mean it's a mystery like any good mystery it's gonna shake it that way but it's been so like there's so okay do you kind of feel like the murders are sometimes secondary like that's why everyone's there yes but so much is about this dynamic of the town and the dynamic between this family yes so like the murders happen and the first couple episodes are you're really into it for that but then you get so entrenched in this family to be honest i haven't been um i haven't cared about who the killer is (laughs) i i didn't even care at the beginning to be honest but i think i think it's really clever because i think whatever happens it's all gonna tie up yeah like it's all gonna come together and well you do know this because you've read the book i have read the book but i'm not 100 percent sure if i know how it ends i don't know if i know who the killer is that's exciting i think i might and i'm like i we talked about this i'm like 70 percent sure i do but i'm not totally sure but regardless i think it's all going to like be explosive right i Um, agree and I think, what's the guy who plays the cop's name that you like? Chris Messina. He's a cutie. He I is love him. sexy. I love him. That's. I agree. I didn't really, it didn't really look, occur to me either. I watched all six seasons of The Mindy Project. Mm-hmm. And it took me until episode six of Sharp Objects <laughs> to come to the conclusion that I am deeply attracted to Chris <laughs> <laughs> No, he's cute. He's just got like a cute thing. Oh, I, I like him. I, I see it. I see why. Yeah. I see your I see your truth. Yep. He is. Yeah. I think everyone in that show is fantastic. I think Amy Adams, like all the cheeky jokes people make about how like she's a she could have been a model, and she's like no. Yeah, all of the stuff with like the town gossip is like super well done. I think it's it's really well done. It's also really triggering. It's very <laughs> it's highly triggering. That's that's how well done it that's is. That's how well done it is because it is so triggering and it is so real. Like it's it's done so well. Someone said. You didn't hear this from me, and I was like, 
Oh my oh. god. <laughs> I have to leave. Gotta go. Yeah. No, that's exactly it. Or like the you know, they're driving in the car and she's like, Yeah, you didn't hear this from me, but so and so did this and I didn't hear that from her, but so and so told me. Like it's so well done. It's so good. Yeah. So Ah, uh, welcome. <laughs> we have a guest with us joining us for the last ten minutes of our broadcast. It's Julia Rogers, everyone. Welcome. Hello. Welcome. I'm sorry I wasn't able to join you sooner. I unfortunately had work to do. Do you know what? Um, we all have work sometimes, yeah. and that's just what we do. I'm happy to be here now, though. I don't think I've been on your show since the middle of the winter, which was I likely a really... a very lengthy discussion about Riverdale, so it must have oh, been the winter. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Yeah. I think it was immediately after family day, because I think my hot take was about my the disdain I uh, hold for stat holidays. Yeah, I think that's true. That's okay. true. I remember it's all coming back to me now. Give us yes. the update. Have you experienced any more stat holidays that you were mad at? I have, but I haven't been mad at them because there was a caveat in my last explanation that like excluded summer stat holidays right. from the equation mm-hmm. because yeah. you could do fun things with friends like mm-hmm. go to shows or go to the beach. So all of that still rings true. I'm just like not here for stat holidays in the middle of the winter. Right. Anyway, how are you <laughs> both doing? Well, we're good. I really would like to hear about your time at Quality Block Party this okay. weekend. Yeah, tell sure. us about that. It was wild and exhausting, but very fulfilling. Um, I coordinate all of the volunteers and all of the show buddies for Quality Block Party. So mm-hmm. I worked with a team of 44 wow. this past weekend, uh, which was lovely. And we properly implemented the show buddy program, meaning we had uh, volunteers trained in bystander empathy who are meant to act as a liaison between showgoers and venue security um, in an attempt to ensure that if anyone's in distress, they're properly cared for, or if anyone like needs a helping hand in any way, uh, that there are uh, that there are like very easily identifiable trained volunteers meant to help in that capacity. So any show that had uh, security, like venue security, also had show buddies, which is awesome and which is uh, relatively new or almost entirely new for St. John. So that was an exciting part of Quality Block Party for me. Um, and beyond that, I did a lot of running around, so I didn't see as much music as I would like to see, which is mm-hmm. like uh, very on brand for me at Quality <laughs> Block Party. Uh, but I did get to see my friend Charlie Harding who's in a band called Property play at the St. John Tool Library which is a venue that was used for the first time. Uh, The St. John Tool Library is awesome. It's very new so shout out to the people who created it and are working very hard to maintain it and see it grow. But anyway, uh, Property performed like surrounded by tools literally in the window of the Tool Library which was just like a really cool vibe and their set was lovely and the crowd was great. I generally respond really well to any scenario where um, I can sense that like everyone in my immediate vicinity is really listening uh just because it's a it's a really neat kind of like experience to be a part of uh so that was probably my favorite set wow that was a really long explanation i love it we want to hear all the details (laughs) we love that and we do need to move on to our hottest take soon but i want Mm -hmm. you to talk about distortion for a second yes okay we already went deep into it okay but we want to hear what what, what's in there by you what okay so how did you contribute okay thank you Uh, well i contributed in a couple of different ways both were kind of easy actually admittedly uh one was uh i submitted our programming schedule so anyone who reads distortion if you look at the back cover Uh, You can see what we air every hour of the day, seven days a week. So I sent that along and I also contributed a few pieces that I had written for a show I do called Tea Milk and Honey. Uh, And so all of those pieces (laughs) 
had already been written and I just sent them to Glenn via email. So again, it wasn't hugely difficult on my part, but uh, they were uh, somewhat difficult to work, uh, to, to write in and to, mm-hmm. to begin with, I guess. Um, but I would like to say that those pieces are written specifically for radio. So when I reread them in print, um, I sense that they're like not that great, but I will uh, deal with that. So just uh, read them and think about how nice it would be to hear them on the radio instead of just reading them to yourself. And then <laughs> and then listen to Tea, Milk, and Honey, which yes. Uh, yes. The, the time slot is on the back. So. It, uh, it is indeed. Yeah, Tea, Milk, and Honey actually returns from a brief uh, hiatus this evening at 5 p.m. Wow. So. <laughs> wow. Pick the good day to be on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Promo. Now we need to move on to our favorite segment of the week. It's the hottest take. We each get a minute to talk about whatever we want. Um, Are any of us prepared? Because I'm not. I'm definitely not prepared. (laughs) Yeah. Preparation is is hard. Okay, I have one. Oh, okay. All right, I'll just, yeah. All right, go for it. Okay, so this hottest take is brought to you by the fact that I'm packing up my life this week. I began to pack up my life this morning, and I realized that I have so much stuff that I don't need. I have a bag of acrylic paints. I don't paint. (laughs) Why do I have this? (laughs) I have so many pens that don't work. I have so many, like, nibs to fountain pens. Why? I already have, I only have two. Why do I need this? Bottles of ink that are leaking. Don't need those. I have bottles of perfume that I've never used since I was maybe 12. Still have them, though. I have everything, and now I'm looking at it like, you need to take this to Ontario for no reason (laughs) so it can sit there and you can look at it when you're 27 and go, haven't used that since I was 12. You need to clean up your life, Rachel. This has been a pep talk to myself. (laughs) You need to not keep things you don't use. (laughs) Okay, I have one now. (laughs) Okay, do you want me to time you? Uh... I have an eye. Okay, yeah, okay, fine. Okay, this this honest take is brought to you by still not starting to pack, even though I probably (laughs) should have. This is a pep talk to me, given by me. Get your act together. You are moving across the country in a week. You need to figure everything out. You need to plan your road trip from here to Hamilton, Ontario. Get on it. Everybody is like, go on Google Maps, you know, map it out. And I'm like, no, I want a physical map. I want things to take as long as possible because I don't want to leave St. John because it's my home and then it's really sad. Anyway, that's all I have to say. All right. Well, solid 35 seconds. Thank you. Of pain. I love that. Yes, I agree. Uh, I don't want to leave St. John either. I want to lay in King Square and never get up. Um, But they might roast me from that uh, from that spot so i do have to leave but that's okay we'll be back we'll be back i don't want either of you to leave saint john either nor nor does a local fm because we've we've grown very accustomed to the hot take over I the know. past year yeah. makes me very sad it's... to think that last next week's your last week i know, I know. it's very sad well you can skype us in for the hot take you'll just have to, i would to... love that <laughs> 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 yep that would work. Oh, I would love that too. All right, Julia, do you have anything for us? I I would like to state that I only realized that I was coming on this program not long ago, so <laughs> I don't have anything. But I would like to say that I feel very inspired by your hot take, Rachel, to like ah. perhaps look through my own belongings. Yes, think about, look at it like <laughs> either as if uh, your descendants will have to clean up after you, mm. or you will have to clean up after you. Moving is a great opportunity to like ditch your life to cleanse. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. So. So. Something to think about. Yeah. I'm, I'm not moving, but perhaps I'll cleanse anyway. You know what? Yeah. Spring cleaning comes in summer, too. Yes, that's, that's true. I have about enough. 17 purses also. I, I use one purse. I have one purse. I've used for three years. But that's I've got true. 17. I've never seen you with another purse. 
Why? Why? Someone tell me. I need to go. Like, I don't know. Anyway. <laughs> you need, do you know what you need? You need like a queer eye system in here to tell you I what know. to get rid of. Or I need like, you know, the like, quiet woman who knocks on the door during hoarders and she's like, can I come in? And like scoots around like the piles of stuff and she's like okay so i feel like there's an issue here with commitment and then and then and then you work through it that's what i think i need cleanse the spirit cleanse your life yeah okay well but with queer i'd get a new haircut so maybe i'd do that julia you didn't get the chance to give a hat because we were talking about cleansing but do you know what that's that's fine an important conversation topic it's important um so we'll be back next week for our last episode ever that's it uh tuesday 130 localfm.ca local 107.3 fm which is what you're listening to right now um hot take show at gmail.com send us your thoughts queries complaints okay well thank you everyone for listening and i hope you have a great week thank you julia for coming for the last 10 minutes thank you all right farewell goodbye